Hello, my friends. Uh, Joe Zink coming to you again with another Cup of Joe podcast. I'm trying something new today. It is Sunday night right now. It is about 9.45, and I am going to upload Monday's podcast because when I did this last Monday, when I was like super late putting Monday's podcast on, I think I got more downloads that night than I ever have before. So maybe I stumbled onto something. Who knows? Who knows? For those new to it, which I suspect are many, welcome. Thanks for giving it a shot. My name is Joe Zenk. I am a lay Catholic minister in the Diocese of Green Bay at three rural Catholic parishes. And every Monday through Friday, I put out a podcast, maybe 15, 17 minutes, read the gospel of the day, uh, make a few um, comments on that gospel, and pray one decade of the rosary. So that's what we're doing today. For those who want to follow along, again, this is um, for Monday of the 18th week of Ordinary Time. Our gospel will be Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 36. So a bit lengthier gospel, but a very familiar one. Matthew 14, 22 to 36. Let's listen to the word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and proceed him to the other side of the sea while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and, beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him, and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. After making the crossing, they came, to, they came to land at Gennesaret. When the men of that place recognized him, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought to him all those who were sick and begged him that they might touch only the tassel of his cloak, and as many as touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh, is that a good gospel? So, first of all, because I'm a church nerd, I need to talk about this. What happened here in the sequential uh, reading of the gospel rarely, rarely happens. In fact, I don't ever remember it happening, although I'm sure it does on other occasions. But uh, normally, we read the gospel Monday through Saturday, the daily gospel. The Sunday gospels are generally following their own pattern. They, they, they do. They've got A, B, and C, whereas the daily gospels are one and two. 
uh, and they follow their daily pattern. And then we go from Saturday's gospel, and then the next sequential reading would be on Monday. That's not what happened here. Here, if you remember, we finished up chapter 13 on Friday uh, when Jesus went into his hometown of Nazareth. And they were amazed at his wisdom. And then they, they kind of started to doubt themselves and say, oh, but, but I know who you are. I remember you when you were here. Aren't you the, the carpenter's son? And, and isn't Mary your mother? And aren't these people your brothers and sisters? And yeah, I remember you when you were a pup. Don't come here thinking you're all that. And he couldn't do any miracles there because of their lack of faith. Remember? Well, then we started in chapter 14 on Saturday, which, of course, would be sequential. Um, but then what happened is today, Sunday's reading for the 18th Sunday in Orient time, took the next reading, uh, which was the feeding of the 5,000. So it went Matthew 14, 1 to 12 uh, on Saturday, and, uh, and then went to today's Sunday's gospel, and then went to Monday's gospel following the um, feeding of the 5,000. Again, that never happens. So it, it, it takes Sunday into account because it just fell sequentially. I know, that's church nerd stuff. For those who aren't church nerds, which are probably the rest of you, these last three minutes have bored you to tears. I'm sorry. But that was kind of weird to me. So anyway, to, to take up with today, the point being, we're, we're following up from the feeding of the 5,000 for the gospel today, Matthew 14, 22 to 36. So after the feeding of the 5,000, remember, um, Jesus said, give them something to eat yourself. And there were 12 wicker baskets full of food left. If we didn't get it the first time that we're called to feed when Jesus told us, give them food yourself. And there were the second time we should have gotten it that there were 12 wicker baskets filled with food, uh, meaning one for each of the apostles to give them food yourself. That whole idea of, hey, man, this isn't me alone here. It is my church, you and I, the people of God that do this with him. After uh, this revelation and this wonderful action, he sends them off and says, okay, get in the boat, go across the, the other side of the sea. I don't know why they didn't say, well, how are you going to get here? But they, they clearly weren't concerned about that. Jesus, though, after doing so, he went up the mountain to pray by himself. First point of two that I want to make uh, today. And that is this. So Jesus, remember, chapter 13, he was giving us parable after parable after parable. He was teaching the crowds. The kingdom of heaven is like the mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. All these things, you know, the woman in the dough, the wheat in the weeds, the sowing of the, of, the, of, the, um, of the seed of God on the path and on the good ground and on the, the rocky ground, etc. So he's doing that. Then he's going in and healing. And then he gets that kickback uh, in Nazareth. But then he goes outside of Nazareth and the people all come to him and he does healings. And then they come and listen to him for the whole day to the point where they get hungry and he feeds the 5,000 and he's tired. It's been a long I don't know, a week, a long few days, whatever he's been doing this, constantly with the crowds. And he goes off to himself to re-energize. If nothing else, to reconnect with the power, uh, God, uh, the, the creator, the one who gives him this power to do these things, um, to re-energize and to reconnect and to re-establish himself on that foundation. 
And I guess the question for you and I, my friends, is how do we take that balance? That there's balance for everything in our life. And we live in, in a world that is so busy. And it's marvelous in, in the one hand that, that we've got these computers and we can stay in touch with people every day, every moment of every day, especially in this time of social and physical distancing, um, that we can be present to one another. That's so good. It is, a, it is a grace. But when is the time where we say, that's enough for now? Uh, to use that wonderful line by the, the poet Rumi, uh, I've lived too long where I can be reached. When do you and I create that Sabbath moment for us? Because clearly that's what Jesus is doing here. He's going off on his own to say, okay, I'm sending you over here. You've got your wicker baskets full of food. You know what to do. Give them food yourself. Head across the lake. I just need to be. This is the Savior of the world, my friends. If he can say, this world of Israel can go on without me for a moment, certainly this world in which you and I reside can go on without us for a moment. Even good worlds, I mean, even within our families, within our, our friendships, within our, our workplaces, wherever it is, when do you and I take Sabbath? Because if all we're doing is acting and we're doing it busily, are we doing it from the foundation of who we are? Are we remembering whose action it really is? Because the less we're in touch with our Creator, the less we're grounded in our Creator, the more those actions are our own. And we know where those are going to end. I guess I'm just inviting you, and, and certainly me, uh, into places of balance. Whenever that would be for you that works well. Maybe it's morning. Maybe you take a half hour of prayer time. Maybe you go on a walk. Maybe you grab a cup of coffee and, and spend time in Scripture. Maybe it's going outside. Maybe it is, is listening to music. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's evening for you. Maybe it is, is late night. Whenever that Sabbath moment is, please make time for it. Jesus did. I think it's okay that we do too. Uh, again, this gospel is worth more than two points, but I'll focus only on the second point. So the, uh, the disciples are heading across the water, and they're, they're not making great time because the wind was against them. They were being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, which would be about three in the morning, first watch is six, I believe, if memory serves. Second watch is nine. Third is midnight. The fourth is three in the morning. So Jesus spends a good amount of time of Sabbath uh, on his own. But when he is reconnected, when he is regrounded, when he, I'm sure he didn't forget, but when he remembers who he is and whose he is, he comes back to them. Which again, I think is, is that whole idea, and I've mentioned it before, of, of contemplation and action. Both, in, in, both are needed, that uh, we can't uh, just be on our own in prayer because it ends nowhere. When Jesus was regrounded and when he had the, uh, the, the, the mission again, the focus again, he reconnected with the mission, with the people. And he went back out there. And so he, he catches up to them. And um, they're, of course, afraid, as would anybody if they saw somebody walking across the, the, the water. And he says the, the, the words that he says most often in Scripture, which is, 
uh, be not afraid. It is I. It is I. Be not afraid. You don't have to be when I'm around. And, of course, Peter, in his impetuous nature, uh, says, Lord, okay, if it's you, tell me to walk, come to you across the water. And, and Jesus says that one word, just one word, come. Oh, brothers and sisters, that's really all we need, isn't it? I, I mean, if only we would have the grace to be able to hear that. Come. It's the only word we need. And, and to get out of the boat. And Peter, to his credit, does it. You know, I mean, let's use a, 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 an analogy that would work for us. If we're flying an airplane and we see Jesus out in the air and he says to us, come, how many of us would get out of that plane or that helicopter or whatever it is, if we could? Uh, but Peter did. But here's the, the deal, and, and you all know where I'm going here, but, but it really is good to be reminded of it. He's doing it. As long as Peter was focused on Christ, his friend, the one whom he trusted, he was, he was doing the impossible. But the minute he took his eyes off of Christ, off of his goal, off of his grounding, and looked at all the reasons he should not be doing what he's doing, and all the reasons that are going to overcome him here on this water, meaning the wind and the waves, he began to sink. And, uh, and cries out. He has, the, he has the wherewithal to say, Lord, save me, uh, and, and bless him for it. Uh, and, and, of course, Jesus does. More here, and I could go more, but I, I don't want to go too long, and so let me stop with this. Brothers and sisters, you know, I'm not asking us to be Pollyanna in the midst of this and say, hey, let's pretend there are no storms out there. Let's pretend that there's not racism in our world and, uh, and just smile at, at each other. Let's pretend that... Um, that there's not a global pandemic and people are feeling isolated and, uh, and alone. Let's pretend that everything's okay within my relationships or whatever it would be. I don't think that's it at all. I think Jesus is saying, how can I be present to you in the midst of the storm? You know those headwinds are going to go against us if they're not going against us right now. It feels like every headwind in 2020 is going against us. But Jesus is in the midst of that storm. He doesn't pretend it's not there. He's in the midst of it. And he invites us to walk in and through it, focusing on him, because then we get to our destination. Then we can do the impossible. Remember, Christ only allows in this world that which can be redeemed, and he is in the midst of it. We just have to be focused enough and trusting enough to get out of that boat and say, if you call me there, Lord, now there's the key. Jesus said, come. If you call me, I'm going. And I just have to look at you. And not look at how big all the reasons that, that what I'm doing is foolish or dumb or is going to fail. I just have to focus on you. Because if I do, I can do it. No. If I do, we can do it. Let's pray. Um, if there is someone or something for which you would like to pray our decade of the rosary tonight, I wish you, uh, or today, I wish you uh, to bring it to mind at this time. And so let's begin, my friends, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery, Jesus rises from the dead. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to uh, dig deeper into the Word of God. And uh, I hope that we are able to get together again tomorrow for the same task. God's blessings.